This is AgriPulse Daybreak from Monday, February 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. EPA rethinking refinery exemptions after ruling. Wheeler keeping an eye on the clock. And FDA told to rethink gene editing regs. Wheeler, EPA reviewing small refinery waivers. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler says his agency is reviewing its handling of small refinery exemptions in the wake of a recent circuit court decision. The Tenth Circuit ruling only affected three exemptions, but Wheeler told reporters on the sidelines of the annual cattle industry convention in San Antonio that the decision, quote, has the potential of completely changing the small refinery program. The circuit court ruled that the three waivers from the renewable fuel standard were invalid because the plants had not been exempted every previous year. We have to take a look at what that means for all the small refiners, he said during of the ruling. The agency likely will have a decision soon, he said. Wheeler confident that the new WOTUS rule will stand. Wheeler says a legal battle over the administration's new Waters of the U.S. rule will likely go all the way to the Supreme Court, but he expresses confidence that the justices will uphold the new limits on the jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act. Wheeler warns, however, there may be some lower court decisions against the new rule. The bottom line? The new rule is intended to make clear that ephemeral streams don't fall under federal jurisdiction. He says if it flows annually from either mountain melting or from regular spring flooding into navigable waters, that would still be protected, he told reporters. By the way, the name of the new rule, the Navigable Waters Protection Rule, is meant to convey that the rule limits the reach of the Clean Water Act to what Congress originally intended, he said. EPA mindful of congressional nullification process. If Trump is not reelected this fall, Wheeler is aware that a Democratic Congress and a Democratic president could undo regulatory changes that are done too close to the end of the administration. The Republican Congress in 2017 worked with the Trump administration to use the Congressional Review Act to kill a series of rules that were finalized late in the Obama administration. Wheeler said, we're trying to get our regulations done as quickly as we can. Assuming Trump is reelected, Wheeler says he plans to stay at the EPA job for three to four years. Now take note, Wheeler says he's reconstituting an agriculture advisory committee to get farmers advice on key issues, including pesticide registrations. Trump proposing rural infrastructure initiative. The president's fiscal 2021 budget is due out today. It will include $25 billion for a new Revitalizing Rural America grant program for high-speed Internet and transportation projects, according to an administration source. No details of the proposal, including how it would be funded, have been provided by the White House or USDA. The budget will request $250 million for the USDA's Reconnect Broadband Loan and Grant Program. That is $300 million less than Congress provided for FY20. For more on what's happening in the nation's capital, read our Washington Week Ahead. FDA says analysis backs tough regulatory approach. The Food and Drug Administration is using a new analysis of genome editing 
and cattle as justification for its relatively strict regulatory approach to animal biotechnology. FDA, which regulates gene editing under its Animal Drug Authority, says the analysis published in Nature Biotechnology shows that gene editing can have unintended consequences. An editorial published with the analysis argues the FDA has gone too far. FDA, quote, is sticking to its plan to carry out mandatory pre-market review of all gene-edited livestock, irrespective of trait risk. It should rethink, according to the editorial. Ross makes case for continued tariff battles. One of President Trump's core objectives is to rid the world of tariffs, and he'll continue to use tariffs to accomplish that, according to Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross. Speaking Friday in Oxford, England, Ross says tariffs are the Trump administration's only tool to motivate trading partners to negotiate away some of their artificial advantages. Without tariffs and the threat of additional tariffs, countries would remain with trade barriers lopsided in their favor. Ross essentially dismissed the dispute resolution system of the World Trade Organization and said the latest trade deals with China, Japan, Mexico, and Canada wouldn't have been possible without tariffs or the threat of using them. RFA holds conference on Big Oil's doorstep. One of the nation's largest ethanol lobbying groups kicks off its annual conference in Big Oil's backyard today. The Renewable Fuels Association is hosting the National Ethanol Conference in Houston through Wednesday. We're in a unique position with them, RFA President and CEO Jeff Cooper tells AgriPulse, referring to the oil industry. They're our competitor, but at the same time, they're a customer. So we have to work with refiners, gasoline blenders, and marketers. Former President George W. Bush will speak at the closed doors session tomorrow. This year marks the 15th anniversary of the Bush signing of the original renewable fuel standard into law. APHIS on alert as avian flu strikes China. Officials with the USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service are monitoring a recent outbreak of high pathogenic avian influenza in China. It's our job to be concerned about any occurrence of highly pathogenic avian influenza or any other devastating foreign animal disease anywhere in the world, an APHIS spokesperson tells AgriPulse. Preparedness is our best tool, however, and we consistently work to know where diseases are occurring and take the necessary measures to protect animals in the United States. The Chinese Ministry of Commerce said February 1st that it culled nearly 18,000 chickens in the Henan province after detecting H5N1 bird flu in a poultry flock. The ministry did not say when the outbreak began or when the birds were euthanized. The disease cost the U.S. poultry industry some $3 billion after it wiped out flocks in 2015. Argentine lemon exports to the U.S. are on the rise. The U.S. lifted its ban on Argentine lemons in 2017. Trade is now booming for the South American citrus growers, that according to a new analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. Argentina's farmers shipped 
10,640 metric tons of the fruit to the U.S. in 2018, and that roughly doubled to over 23,000 tons in 2019. Argentine sources predict exports could jump to 30,000 tons this year, spurred by lower production in California, according to the FAS. Opening U.S. borders to Argentine lemons was opposed by many in the citrus industry because the country has a history of disease like citrus black spot. Here's today's He Said It. I really hope at the end of this administration in five years that we'll have a much better dialogue between farmers, agriculture, and EPA. That EPA administrator, Andrew Wheeler. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, February 10th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.